I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything. Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. I'm John. This is John who helps you write better. And we have some stuff to talk about today. Two things to sort of pay attention to. Definitely one thing to pay attention to and one to sort of keep on the edge of your radar. It's important to a degree and it's worth your time and attention. First, let's start with the small stuff. Simon & Schuster has a new buyer. That buyer is called KKR. You don't really need to know the names of uh, the people who represent KKR, but you do need to know the following thing about KKR. They're the people who crashed Toys R Us. They're the people who helped crash the Christmas tree shops. They're the people who helped crash Kmart. This is a big giant hedge fund made of big giant capitalists who don't like businesses that aren't mega profitable to hyper exist they want only big profit and only for them and they will either streamline or cripple a business until it does what they think it should do and generally they prop it up and then pull their money out when after one or two fickle decisions it isn't going their way they're a child playing with a toy and when some nobody wants to play with them they get angry and throw the toy around the sandbox KKR is a bad move for publishing. Simon & Schuster deserves a buyer, no doubt, because we need more publishers. We need more, uh, we need fewer monopolies, let's say. We need more competition. We need more people making stuff available if you want to go the traditional route, although, frankly, the traditional route so badly needs to modernize that I don't really think knowing the buyer or not knowing the buyer is going to solve it because KKR is not interested in modernizing Simon and Schuster. They're not looking to turn the publishing industry around. They're not looking to, you know, give a shit about digital marketing. They're here to profit. They are parasitic. They are locusts. They are looking to extract and extrude money at the cost and expense of art. It's not going to get better. It's going to get way worse. And that is a substantial problem when it comes to publishing because there's plenty of factors, plenty of people, plenty of air quote services that are out there making everything worse. But I just wanted to talk about them because, well, fuck them. They're a giant corporation run by capitalist swine. Uh, they, They... you know, they will meet a swift end one day for sure. But if you are looking to traditionally publish, please be advised that your options are dwindling, not growing. Do not be heartened by this news and do not take any comfort in the bootlickers who turn around and tell you that this is great because it's Simon and Schuster. It's not anymore. It's done. It cost them $1.6 billion and all they're going to do is make it harder and make it less straightforward for you to publish what you want to publish because they don't give a fuck about whatever it is you're writing. Just keep that in mind. But that's not the big thing I want to talk about. The big thing I want to talk about is a guy named Benji and a thing called Prosecraft and Shakespeare. To be very mega ultra clear, Benji's an asshole. 
doesn't matter what he says online. doesn't matter how clean and squeaky he polishes his image. He's an asshole. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, let me explain. He developed a thing called ProseCraft, which is an AI scraping device that takes your manuscripts, any manuscripts apparently, and breaks them down into a pile of statistics. It applies some kind of structure, some kind of counting, some kind of metric system to help figure out, oh, well, you know, your book is X number, hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of words. Your book is X percentage passive. Your book is X percentage emotional. Your book is X percentage dialogue, etc., etc. And it does this under this idea of, wouldn't it be interesting, wouldn't it be good to know how the experts, whomever the experts might be, whomever, uh, how the experts publish, how they write. You want to write, you want to write like them, then you should probably aim for the percentages that they get. And it sounds in the abstract like a great idea. Ah, oh, we're going to have more data. Ah, oh, we're going to have more information. We're going to know things about our writing, and we will know things about the writing of the people we revere and respect and idolize. And we can make an effort with our writing to aim more in the trajectory or in the vein of what they're writing like. That sounds like a great idea. Just so we're clear, it's not a great idea. It's a terrible idea, and I'd like to tell you why it's a stupid fucking idea and why this guy not only should be pilloried, he should be sued down to a subatomic level. But we'll get to the suing part in a minute. We'll get to the part where he should be dragged through the streets and, and thrown, you know, pelted with rotten vegetables, and then all his property should be seized and destroyed publicly. We'll get there. We'll get there. I want to talk about this idea of data first, because this is a tech bro way of thinking. This is a non-artist's way of thinking about art. Your work, whatever you're making, whatever you're writing, it doesn't matter if it has stats. Like, yes, some publishing gives a shit about word count. Yeah, fine, that's a stat. Some people care about, you know, the amount of time you spend writing dialogue. Sure, that's a stat. But those metrics, those concepts, those numbers do not have particular thresholds when it comes to publishing. Traditional publishing, as long as we look outside the realm of AI, have no bearing on things. It doesn't matter if you have 8.16% dialogue in your manuscript versus 8.37% dialogue in your manuscript. It's not like we have to keep it under nine in order for publishing to approve it. Though, to be fair, if more tech bros and more capitalists invade traditional publishing and use more AI to do things with submissions, it is possible you'll find these rules silently existing. However, the point is right now, uh, you don't need to do any of those things. It doesn't matter what percentage of your work is dialogue. If there's too much, there's too much. If there's too little, there's too little. It's not like we have a magic number that we have to try and get or reach or fall under. It doesn't work that way. When you reduce your art to a stack of numbers like we're trying to collect things on the back of a baseball card and we're trying to track you know the saber metrics of writing 
we are discounting a lot of valuable material in that writing. The reason why sabermetrics, baseball stats, hyper-complicated baseball stats, the reason why that stuff is interesting and valuable is because there is a direct line to draw between the number of times someone does or doesn't hit a ball in a certain direction and their value and utility in a collective team effort. There is an art, I'm making air quotes, an art to hitting the ball and the art of playing baseball and playing baseball most effectively to generate wins, but that doesn't translate to the idea of I'm telling a story because there's no win condition in telling a story. And the tech bro philosophy of more stats, more data means that winning is publishing and sales. Now, while those two conditions are important, it is important for a lot of people to publish. Large numbers of sales are important for many things, including income. You can't evaluate the quality of a book based on its sales alone because sales are a fluid thing. Because while well, sales matter, because sales lead directly to income, it doesn't mean that on a particular day, if book X and book Y each sell a hundred copies, but book Y sells them all up, you know, in the first two hours and book X takes 10 hours to reach them. That doesn't mean that book X and book Y are, you know, of poorer quality to one another because book Z got six sales. Book Z must therefore suck. You can't look at everything through the lens of sales. You will invariably drive yourself up a wall and just go crazy trying to make this work because you can't look at art in terms of its sales as the way of knowing that your art is good. Just like you can't look at a team's win-loss record and see the number of times they hit home runs and go, ah, the team that hits home runs is better than the team that, you know, hits doubles as if they're both accomplishments and they're both important and they're both possible outcomes in the, in the game of baseball. But they are not comparable. They don't matter. They don't relate to one another other than they are two things that can happen when somebody hits a ball with a stick. You can't break art down to data because once you start selling off or trading off the artisticness, your voice, your style, your skill for pure data, and again, we're assuming the data is valid because how are they determining passive? How are they determining emotional? How are they determining active. That's not a function of understanding active voice versus passive voice. It's a function of understanding, I think this part of the story is passive. And that's subjective. Trying to craft data out of subjectiveness is pointless. Reducing everything down to, I liked this percentage of the book, I thought this part of the book was emotionally engaging, is personal. And it teaches us nothing. It gives us no material or value because at the end of the day it boils down to I wrote this program that verifies or validates that I liked or didn't like this book and you don't need AI for that you need to read the book and see if you like it and if you like it great and if you didn't okay good try and if this were just one guy doing one thing, whatever, for himself, sure, fine. This wouldn't even be a topic. I wouldn't be talking about this so much. But there are two problems. One, uh, he sold this software to people. Like, you can have this shit done too. And two, uh, the data pool 
he used to train his AI piece of bullshit was on entirely stolen books. He got pirated copies of popular authors, people you've heard of. Uh, he acquired pirated copies or copies of just random people whose stuff was floating out there and then used his AI to train them. And that's illegal. That's, that's bad. That violates several major laws, especially if for his international people that he stole from. Uh, there's a number of privacy concerns and a number of copyright laws. And uh, he used stolen material or material without permission to uh, generate functionally meaningless stats. You cannot, just so we're clear, you cannot reduce the production of art down to mathematic formula and expect the greatest number of people to succeed with it. Because this isn't the same as like, if everybody follows the same cake recipe, they'll all make a cake. This, this, isn't about creating fat widgets at the factory. This is about how we interpret, intuit, develop, experience, and express our lives. We've done so through the medium of this made-up world and these made-up characters and these made-up situations, but we are still expressing something of ourselves, and no amount of numeric stats can even come close to accomplishing that. And if you used this software and if you used this material, uh, you are just killing your writing and you are writing some shit now maybe you want to maybe maybe you want to make a whole big fucking pile of shit and waste your time and pay this jag off some money maybe that's what you want i have no idea you do you but don't take or, or don't mistake this ai explosion all these grifts, all this bullshit from all these ding-dongs. Don't take that as a thing that you need to get on board with because your best writing is going to be sometimes passive. It's going to be sometimes emotional. Other people will look at it and go, it's too active or it's too this or it's too that because everybody's going to apply 10 bajillion subjective opinions. And just like they're going to, your opinion matters too. Your work isn't stats. This isn't about, you know... What did you hit in the month of October or how many times did you score a goal or this, that, or the other? It's not about trying to create some singular best set of categories and then excelling in them. It's about expressing yourself and getting better at expressing yourself either through, you know, quality, emotional vulnerability, uh, exploration, decision-making, uh, general just practice and a million other factors to help tell your story in only the ways you can. This guy Benji's a thief. This guy Benji broke the law. This guy Benji created a thing that shapes impressionable people into making catastrophic mistakes. This guy's an asshole. Fuck him. Fuck his software. His half-hearted apology of, oh, I took it down, you guys. I was just doing this special thing and I thought other people would share with it is such a tech bro apology, I'm making air quotes, that it, it should never be taken seriously. He's not apologizing. He's not going to, you know, delete the data set or whatever it is people demand that he do. He's not going to, you know, throw the hard drives in a, in a shredder or something. He's just going to go away and retool this thing, and it's going to come around later because it's too late. 
some publisher somewhere, some middle management fuckstick has seen this and been like, ah, we can use AI towards publication, like KKR. And then all of a sudden, we're in exactly the same boat. This guy's the coal mine and the bullshit canary. Don't listen to what he's saying. Don't believe what he's doing. Don't engage with what he's got. Just go make the best art you can. Absolutely, positively, the best art you can. Give that some thought, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.